1: I'm Adam Blottenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today I'm going to be chatting with Michaela. She's at Cummins on Instagram, and she was on the podcast not too long ago, but it's been a little bit. She was telling us about how she found the truck, and it's something that needed some work. It's a, a truck that was in Wisconsin, had some rust on the undercarriage and on the cab corners and now she's restored it in her whole process for that. And so much has changed with, she's got an upgraded transmission and a compound turbo setup. So it's going to be great to chat with her today, catch up. And then also she's heading off for Air Force basic training soon. So I wanted to ask her about that in this uh, new career path that she's chosen and, and why she chose that. So it's going to be great to catch up with her. I want to encourage all of you that are listening on podcast apps, make sure you go to YouTube, search Reduce Podcast and subscribe and hit the notification button we've got some really cool things that are going to be coming up over the next week or two that uh, you guys are going to enjoy and it's going to give you a a really cool way to engage with us and our 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 podcast guests and just be able to to do a a lot more with being involved with the podcast and the topics we cover in the guests. so we'll be announcing that really soon but wanted to give you guys a heads up to do that um like today i'm going to be chatting with michaela she's going to have video going we're gonna be able to see the truck so if you're listening on a podcast app want to have a more in-depth experience see the truck see the parts make sure you go to youtube search a diesel podcast click subscribe and then turn on the notifications all right, let's get to the podcast with Michaela and chatting about her truck. Michaela, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I um, I had a lot of fun chatting with you the first time around when you were talking about restoring your truck, how you found it, and then some plans that you had for it. And that was a little while ago, so I wanted to chat with you today, catch up, see what you've been up to with the truck, and what's new. Sure. sure. Oh, I
0: think last time we talked uh, was last spring. I think I just got the transmission in before it was on its way so that is it. Um, I have a compound setup now in play. Um, what else have I done? A couple of small things like different cages because of the compound setup. Um, nothing much necessarily with the truck. Um, I enlisted in the Air Force I and mean, we've actually leave this Monday the 24th for Air Force basic, basic training. And then after that, I'll spend uh, about five, almost six months at a different Air Force base training for um, aircraft maintenance crew chief on KC-135s. Oh, cool. So it'll be much bigger than what I'm used to.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my crew looks so, so puny next to them.
1: Let's chat about that for a little bit. So what uh, what inspired you to, to you know join and, and, and take that career path?
0: Sure. Um, my dad, he's actually the state of Wisconsin's primary maintenance inspector. I'm um, for the FAA, so he's kind of like a police officer, I guess you could say, for aviation. When he was 17, he enlisted, and he was actually a maintenance crew chief for C-5s. So he's always inspired me. It's something I've always wanted to do. I started getting my pilot's license when I was younger. I ended up doing something different. But, yeah, I've always wanted to do that.
1: That's cool. So, And how long is basic training for?
0: Um, Air Force basic training because of COVID and, we, and whatnot, um, seven weeks instead of eight and a half.
1: Okay. And then, uh, now as far as, you know, with, with the truck, I know, you know, with summer coming around, it's event season and all those sorts of things. And you're yep. going to be, you're going to be kind of busy. So how you going to, oh, uh, goodness, yeah. <laughs>
0: unfortunately there's no events for me this year. I even like messaged our, um, we have two truck pulling associations in Wisconsin. I messaged one of the girls that runs it, her and her dad run it. and like, you can't do one before May 24th. Or like that weekend, just so I can pull, but no, I won't be able to do anything this year, unfortunately, but that's okay. Just save up money for bigger and better things, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, congratulations. So it's really, really cool what you're doing and pursuing something that you want to do. So I'm sure you'll you'll really enjoy it, do awesome at it, and it'll be good to catch up with you in the future, too, after, you know, you've been through BASIC and and are, you know, out there doing, doing what it is that you want. Now, I remember... Last time, I don't remember the turbo you had. It was a single, it was a, it wasn't a stock turbo, but it was a single, right? Like a 64 Yeah, or a...
0: it was um, the Fleece Cheetah, um, 63 millimeter. So it's the stock appearing one. Okay. I actually still have it on there, but I, I tweaked with it a little bit. So it's actually one of my turbos to the compounds.
1: Now, what, what's your impression of driving the truck with the single versus with compounds as far as drivability, power, EGT control, just the feel of it? Sure.
0: Um. The difference, let's say, EGTs, I've noticed they're actually much lower. Um, i pulled a couple things um, on, like, freeway miles, maybe, like, for three hours. And the EGTs actually ran around 900 um, to 1,000, which I was surprised because that seems pretty low. Um, the setup that I have now, it's, it's not my favorite for, like, d- taking it down the drag strip or truck pulling necessarily. But it's really good for, like, daily street driving. I've noticed that, obviously you know truck pulls you floor it pulling 35 forty thousand pounds behind you so it doesn't like that that much yeah. and um but definitely the setup that i have now um i enjoy it for daily driving but i think actually i'm going to go back to a big single i think that would perform a little bit
1: better big singles are fun it's really cool to drive to drive like three different setups and it can be hard to do because we might not you know <clears throat> either put them on our truck or know somebody with them but when you go from like a quick responsive like stock turbo to a bigger single how the power band almost changes a little bit and then oh, compounds and yeah. it's just i i really like the feel of a larger single as well i don't know i don't know if i can yeah, quite I put into words
0: some, i just thought it'd be something fun to do like mm-hmm. i ended i have like i think i can make a kit out of the one that i have mm-hmm. um my brother and my friend are welders so they save all their stainless scraps from jobs that's so it's all in the barn so we ended up just parting it together and making something work um it works really good but again i think i'm gonna go big single i like the spooling boost is just way faster and satisfying
1: yeah, yeah when and, it comes uh, on
0: it's the even like the accelerator pedal when you touch it it just wants to go <laughs> compared yeah. to just the single yeah
1: you know, I, I i also remember i think before when we chatted you hadn't done the transmission yet i think i think um you had it was just starting to go out or something and you were going to have it built the last time we chatted. So what did you do with the transmission?
0: Um, I ended up um, shipping it out to Ultimate Transmission in Boise, Idaho. Um, They're one of my sponsors. Um, They've been an excellent company to work with. The guys there are super, super fun and very educational. If you have any questions or anything, they'd be more than happy to get you a quote or talk about your transmission and what's best for it. So The turnover time was actually really fast for that. Um, I ended up getting it installed last April, on the 11th of April last year. And it's held up pretty good. I did have a small complication with it. I ended up having to send it back. But I think that we don't really know what happened. I I think it was um, not enough fluid or something like that because reverse went out for some odd reason. Like it was starting to. But ultimate transmission took care of it and got it back to me in just a couple weeks.
1: But that's
0: just... The joys of owning a diesel truck is stuff uh, happens unexpectedly.
1: Now with the, the shafts, did you go with um, all billet shafts or like a billet input and output?
0: Yep. Everything is billet. All the internals are um, billet. Um, I ended up having a local drive shaft company last year um, rebuild my drive shaft. So everything, the drive line is billet for the most part. It's held up pretty good too.
1: So you've got everything. It seems like it's ready to go. Like you, You've got it about yeah. where about where you want it. <laughs>
0: I haven't had really any major issues. I don't know if you follow my Instagram, I posted yeah. um maybe a couple weeks ago that I finally got my dipstick installed. <laughs> that was kind of a, a weird thing that I had. So like two years ago, when I was doing the motor work under the hood, um, I noticed the dipstick um, tube was rusty because that's what everything is like in Wisconsin. So I was pulling it out, and it like broke in half. And then I was trying to pull it out from the block, and the little end that goes into the black got stuck and wow. I couldn't get it out for two years. So I had this, I even have it in my truck, the little doohickey thing my dad made because we <laughs> couldn't get it out. It's like a built-in screw thing. We kind of just pounded in there and wired it and it worked. But we finally got it out this year with some heat.
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember we got a lot of people last time when we did your episode and you were talking about restoring that truck. and they were talking about the fight that they've had either you know they're looking for a truck or one that they've had a project for a while and just the rust and i know i don't know how much of the country maybe half of it or 40 percent of it have no idea the kind of battle that that people in you know the northern climates have with rust on the roads and just how hard it is to keep a truck clean
0: yeah for sure um definitely something like that like i'm very good at taking stuff apart and putting it back together when it comes down to like the finishing of mm-hmm. the bodywork, I did have a friend end up doing it for me because I'm like, you're a welder fabricator. I'm not going to be able to perfect that. Mm-hmm. So he ended up going over my mistakes and showing me some tweaks and whatnot. But if, if you have the time and space, it's definitely cheaper to do it on your own. Or if you could find a, a welder or a fabricator of your your own to help you with it. Other than that, it's not necessarily a complicated process.
1: And with, um, you know, in the, in the future, do you anticipate any major changes with the truck? Like, or, or maybe even getting a second truck, maybe getting something that is just like a dedicated drag strip or sled puller setup?
0: I would love to, I mean, growing up on a farm, my dad had a OBS 1994 and he bought brand spankin new in 1990. And I've always loved that truck. And since I'm going to Texas, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. if I find something, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, you know, if I find something, I might drive it home. So So that would probably be my next kind of truck would just be an OBS sport. I don't know if I would do much to it because I just like that classic style that reminds me of my dad's. That's probably what I would go with next.
1: I've done some recent episodes with some OBS enthusiasts. And one of the things I've taken away from it is just the finding a used one isn't as hard, especially a clean one or lower mileage. It's not like the second gen or first gen Rams or third gens. It's just... I see them all the time on Instagram from some of these places that find, you know, low mileage clean trucks. And it's, it's so appealing to be able to jump into something from, you know, 94, 97, something like that. And you can get something under a hundred thousand miles. that's not 40, 40 grand or more yeah. beca- because it's a common rail. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah for sure.
1: And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of parts for them and, and it's, uh, It's really cool. So yeah, it's, it's always, uh, it's always something I keep my eye open to for just something, something that's classic, something that's older. And you know, for me, I think the first time I ever noticed a diesel pickup truck was a second gen. I think it was a 94 that my uncle had and it was like the extended cab four wheel drive. And I'm like, why is this truck louder than than the other ones? And So it's always stuck with me that I want to get a second gen, but it's so tough to find one. Um, Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I know there's some some people on Instagram, um, like Andrew, whose truck is on our cover. He found a really clean second gen. He always finds the cleanest trucks.
0: (laughs) My dad, actually, it's in the barn behind my truck. I could even show it to you later if you really wanted to. He has a, it looks like Andrew's second gen. It's white and it's spotless and it has like 100. 10,000 miles on it and i always tell my dad it's my inheritance because i'm the one who found (laughs) it a couple years ago it's gorgeous it reminds me of andrew's truck just not as perfect as andrew makes it
1: oh i know i always i watch his videos i'm like man every part of that underneath the truck is clean the the whole interior he takes great pictures and videos so hope to chat with him i don't know how he
0: does it but he, he finds the best stuff and makes everything look so nice and makes us diesel people look awful (laughs)
1: it makes me want to step up my detailing game for sure
0: oh yeah for sure
1: now something I I wanted to ask you because I know you're really involved in diesel and you're an enthusiast and and you have a lot of people that follow you is you know for for the performance side or the racing side what are some things that you may be looking forward to whether it's maybe the new trucks having, you know, a leap forward in power and, and seeing those go down the track, or maybe, um, you know, a certain power number, or just as an enthusiast, what what do you hope to see over the next year that'd be like, I'm really excited about this. This is really cool. The direction we're going
0: with like my truck in particular, or just, just a, industry?
1: yeah, just diesel industry in general.
0: Sure. Um, I mean, my heart definitely belongs to people who build stuff to the way they want it compared to buying new and building new but for me, I'm always excited. Like even at Great Lakes Strip, we have a lot of younger people come out or just people who are, I don't know if you know TJ up in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. He has a second gen he's been working on for a while. Um, he comes down. I just love seeing people have fun. I mean, for me, building a truck when I first started, I'm like, oh, I would love to hit like 400 horse before. 400 horsepower and then I'm like that's not enough let's get it sick (laughs) that's the joy about doing diesel stuff you don't have to have loads and loads of money you can just build it as you as you can and I feel like I'm mostly excited for people who take the time and they build it to how they want it it's not really a standard you have to have it's just as long as you're having fun and it's a good hobby to get into for anyone
1: yeah I think you know I was thinking about that uh question as well and you know what I thought of it and I think you know, they're with the older trucks, like pre-07, like your truck, for example, you could take it as far as you want. You know, you can, there's so many parts and things and upgrades you can do. And I think it's really hard for those with you know newer trucks to kind of bridge that gap. And so that's something I hope to see is where these companies have products where you can take a 2020 or 2018 and with some of the constraints that they have on them still be able to go from 550 to 650 to 750 maybe 800 and so yeah, that sure. it's not such a big gap between what you can do on a 5.9 you know common rail versus uh you know 20, 20 six, 7 so hopefully that's something that we see and I, I think it's going that direction
0: i hope so i mean who knows it's going to happen in the next couple of years with all the fun rules that us diesel owners get to live by but i really hope that stuff like that comes out for the newer trucks yeah, it's more fun to have more power and more
1: noise. You know what was really surprising is you tagged us in a post or a story that you did um, recently on Instagram, and you said how'd you how'd you hear about my build? And the, the amount of people that said they heard about you on the podcast, I thought that was so cool because oh, me it was like you know usually we do the episodes and we chat with the guests, and we get questions and stuff like that, but it's really cool to see you know with your build and what you do, and you have a lot of people that follow you, a lot of people are really interested in what you're doing and and to be able to, you know, help you know bring that to our audience was fantastic. Like I said, I know a lot of people really liked it and responded well to it. And and I wanted to catch up with you before you know you went off to basic training and started this new chapter and and uh, you know just kind of catch up on the truck because a lot's happened since since we chatted last. For sure. With um with Instagram and the things people are asking you about that build, what are some common questions that you get? Like, is it about the body work? Is it about the performance parts? Is it about, you know, what kind of setup you like? Or, or you know, what's, what are some common things people ask you?
0: Most people ask me like, what's my wheel and tire setup? Because I feel mm-hmm. like it's a really basic start for anyone when they get something. Is new shoes make it look totally different. Yeah. Um, right now I'm on um, 37 inch um, Terra on Nitto Terra Grappler G2s um, on Method Race Wheels. I think, I think they're 605s, Method Race Wheels. They're 20 by 12s. So I get that a lot. Um, a lot of people ask about, is it rusty? And then I always tell them, well, it was. I can show them <laughs> pictures. you are like, this This is what it looks like when you drive your trucks on the road in Wisconsin. And then they're 17, 18 years old on top of that. Um, most people don't... Necessarily ask about like what's under the hood until I pop it. Be like, there's actually two schooly boys under there. You want to see it? And they're like, no way. So I don't know. I mean, the color in itself is an attention grabber. So a lot of people ask about it. And then usually they get the whole spiel after that.
1: I don't remember if I asked you, but what? How did you pick the color? How did you find it?
0: Blue's my favorite color. I wanted something different that no one else had. Something that was very bold and bright. And so I, after, I think like two or three weeks it took me, cause there's like a million shades of blue. Yeah. So I finally found one that I really liked and I didn't want one with like glitter flake in it. So I ended up picking this.
1: That's cool. Is it, um, yeah. I bet that was hard having a bunch of different samples of blue and having to pick just one to paint your whole truck in.
0: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you get your color sample and you're like, oh, I like this one and you hold it against another and you're like, oh, that's not blue enough.
1: <laughs> or, or you pick one and then a few days later you find another one and you're like, uh, I think I like this new one more, and then going back and forth.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I, it's uh I, I know the blue has always really captured my attention, but also the story of of the truck, which is something that I hear a lot, is yeah. you know, you, you like that particular model and you look for it, and then putting in the sweat equity to be able to <laughs> make it how you want it is just so cool. And I think that's what I love about diesel and automotive is these trucks are so personal to us and we can do anything that we want to them.
0: Yeah. When I was actually first looking for a truck, I don't even know how many years ago, cause this is my first vehicle I got. And I remember one night looking at Craigslist and I found it and I went to look at it the next day. And then the guy that was selling it was saying, well, this isn't my truck. I'm selling it for my brother. Um, his son was the only, an only child. He was actually adopted. Um, And he ended up, something happened to him on his 21st birthday and his, he passed away. And then this truck was being sold because the dad didn't want to look at it it since his only child. So I felt even more obligated to buy it. And I actually, a couple of the deceased owners, um, friends still reach out to me and they follow me. So like, oh, I can't believe it. Andrew would love to see what you did to his truck. So I think that in in itself makes this truck more special to me knowing that this young man who wanted to build it who can't yeah. anymore i can still do that with it
1: that's powerful that's that's uh, that's it's something else too that's that has really amazed me in in doing you know, diesel podcast episodes is the emotional and personal connection we have to these trucks and the stories behind them which are so they're cool and they're inspiring and you know they i always love hearing that there's always a story behind them whether it's an obs ford or a duramax <laughs> or a cummins or whatever it is it's so cool for sure now with um with uh, the truck itself inside is there anything that you want to change with the interior or the layout or you know anything like that or is that all set up too and ready to go
0: um for the interior the like even like the upholstery on the seats they're in like perfect shape oh, cool. um I am I have the classic, you know, third gen crack dash, but I think that's due to the fact of when I was doing the rest repair, I had it in an itsy bitsy garage in the freezing and the thawing. Cause we got like that polar vortex here in Wisconsin three years ago. And yeah, I think it was just like one line of, that's cracked. So probably replacing that eventually. I've been updating um, like the stereo. I look like I drive like a spaceship now because it's like touchscreen. You can watch Greg, <laughs> Greg on it when you want to and you drive. But I'm like I'm, I'm more of like what's under the hood kind of girl, not like I need my bling in front of me kind of person. Mm-hmm. So for the interior, just updating, keeping things looking clean. That's I like the classic look. I don't think there's really much other than that I'd change about it.
1: I'm I'm the same way. I know that the my first truck was a third gen, and I really liked the interior. I mean, there were some things that I would have changed about it, like the seat, the material that's in the seats, and just little things like that, but i like the layout i like how it looked i i've just always been a big fan of it it's just i don't know what it is i can't explain it i know the fourth gens and the fifth gens are really you know next level but i've, I've always oh, yeah. liked the third gen style
0: me too i just want to keep it classic but i mean it's really blue in there too just like the truck i got like blue and black seat covers and whatnot but yeah then that looks pretty traditional and then my spaceship radio. <laughs>
1: Well, cool. Well, it was, it was great to catch up with you. I, I, um, always appreciate chatting with you. I'm really excited for the next chapter and, and what you're going to be doing and, and I uh, hope to catch up with you, you know, once things settle back down a little bit and you tell us, you know, kind of, you know, how things went, what you're doing with the truck. Maybe you did find, you know, a OBS Ford in Texas or something. And now you got a second truck to, to, uh, you know, play around with and, and upgrade as you want. And it's, uh, it, like I said, it's always cool to chat with you, Michaela. And I appreciate your time today and, uh, Tell us a little bit more about the truck and what your plans are for it.
0: Sure. Um, Something that's really funny, though, is my um, shop chief that I'll be working at when I get back from basic. um, One of the first few times that I met him, he said that he had to hide the big tires for the planes because he knew for sure I'd try putting them in my truck. And ironically, it came up to him before I even knew that. I said, I see those tires out front. Can I like try to see what they look like against my truck? He goes, I knew it. I had them hide it on, but no one listened to me, but yeah, I'm excited to just have it, drive it while I can. And it's a nice thing about diesel. You can work on it when you want, you can make it how you want. There's no standard. So yeah, it's, it's my child.
1: Again, I, I appreciate your time today, Michaela, chatting with us about it keeping us updated on your build.
0: For sure. Thanks for having me.
1: Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to YouTube, search of these Podcast, click subscribe, and turn on notifications. You're going to get videos of, of trucks, of parts. There's going to be a lot of cool things coming up with episodes where you're going to be able to see the things that we're talking about. So if you're looking for that, you can find that on YouTube. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.